This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello everybody, my name's Ken Young. Welcome back to The Listening Room here on ORFM. I've got some wonderful music to play today, beginning with a, uh, a piece written by the German composer Karl Maria von Weber in 1819, which was then, uh, it was, uh, then duly orchestrated by a French composer, Hector Berlioz, in 1841. It's called Invitation to the Dance.
good way to start things off today. That was the um, a piece by Karl Maria von Weber written in 1819 called Invitation to the Dance. And it was written for piano originally, but Hector Berlioz, French composer, got hold of it in the early 1840s and orchestrated it. And uh, it's a very popular orchestral piece to this day. It was performed then by the London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Sir Charles McCarris. Next up, just a short little piano piece by Mendelssohn. It's one of his songs without words. Uh, number four from book eight, opus 102. And it's played for us here by the Christchurch domiciled pianist Michael Endress. Such good music and such a good pianist. That was uh, uh, one of the songs without words by Mendelssohn. It's number four from book eight. That was 102, and it was played for us there beautifully by Michael Endress. Uh, now for something a bit more unusual. Um, Brazilian composer Heitor Villa-Lobos. Uh, he wrote a series of works 
a series of nine suites called Bacchianus Brasileiros, and they were written for various combinations of instruments and voices between 1930 and 1945. And they sort of represent a, a fusion, if you like, of Brazilian folk and popular music on the one hand and the style of Johann Sebastian Bach on the other as an attempt to sort of freely adapt a number of Baroque and harmonic and contrapuntal procedures to Brazilian music. Kind of a strange thing to do, but it works beautifully in Bach. He just said, well, Bach was his favourite composer, was Villalobos, his favourite composer, and he does this wonderful fusion of those two rather disparate elements. And I'd like to play perhaps one of the more well-known movements from uh, actually the, the fifth suite, which is written for solo soprano and an orchestra of cellos. Yes, just cellos. And it's a cantilena, and it's beautiful. And here it is performed by the 12 cellists of the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra with soprano Arlene Auger.
extraordinary piece. That was the uh, Cantalena from the Bacchianus Brasileiros number five by the Brasilian composer Hethoven via Lobos, and it was performed by soprano Arlene Orger with the twelve cellists of the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. As I mentioned, uh, Bach was the main influence on Villalobos's work, so I thought I'd follow it up by playing some Bach. And uh, in particular, this rather brief but wonderful fourth movement from his uh, Sonata for Viola da Gamba and keyboard number one in G. Played by cellist David Finkel and pianist Wu Han. Nice bit of back. That was the fourth movement, final movement, from the Sonata for Viola da Gamba and keyboard number one in G. It was played by David Finkel on the cello, and his pianist was Wuhan. 
Now for some Prokofiev. And one of the greatest ballets ever written was Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet. Um, it's just wonderful music from beginning to end. It's a great ballet apart from anything, but the music stands by itself as well and um, is often performed just in concert by orchestras without the dancing. Um, uh, played and conducted quite a bit of this through the years. Excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. And um, it's wonderful. Every tune, tune is a gem. I know concert pianists who do their housework while listening to this music. It's just got so many great tunes you can sing to and whistle. It's it's wonderful. I'd like to play you uh, an excerpt from Act One, uh, the love scene between Romeo and Juliet from Act One. It's here played by the uh, Swiss Romand Orchestra, conducted by Armand Jordan.
just wonderful music. Just wonderful music. It's over two hours of just glorious music. Serge Prokofiev, uh, an excerpt from Act One, the love duet between Romeo and Juliet, from Act One of Romeo and Juliet. It was played for us by the Swiss Romand Orchestra, conducted by Amin Jordan. Now for a short choral piece by the French composer Francis Poulenc. It's his Exalte Deo, and it's here performed by the Winchester Cathedral Choir, conducted by David Hill. It's a different ending, eh? <laughs> Interesting piece. Francis Pelanc, French composer, and that was his Exalte Deo. And it was performed for us by the Winchester Cathedral Choir, conducted by David Hill. One of my very favourite English, English composers is E.J. Moran, Ernest John Moran. And he completed only one symphony in his lifetime in 1937, having sort of been tinkering with it for over 10 years. He did sort of draft another one, but never completed it. It was subsequently completed by someone else and has been recorded. Um, But anyway, 
here is the delightful second movement of that first symphony in G minor by E.J. Moran.
Just like that. That was the second movement from the uh, Symphony in G Minor by English composer E.J. Moren. It's Moren spelled M-O-E-R-A-N, and he wrote some beautiful pieces. Um, I'll be playing more of more of him as <coughs> um, I do more programs. Up next, there's just a little short piece by Chopin and uh, short piano work. Um, it's actually number three of his book of etudes, Opus 10, and it's here performed by pianist Boris Beresovsky.
so beautiful. You may have even recognised that one. It's um, one of the more well-known pieces of Chopin. It's uh, number three of his Book of Etudes, Opus 10. Beautifully performed there, I thought, by Boris Berezovsky. Finally on today's programme, one of the great finales for orchestra. And um, <clears throat> by a composer I don't think I've featured before, Italian composer by the name of Ottorino Respighi, who lived from 1879 through to 1936. And he wrote a piece called Pines of Rome, which is a, a four-movement symphonic poem for orchestra. And he completed it in 1924. The piece uh, depicts pine trees, funnily enough, <laughs> in four locations in Rome at different times of the day. And uh, the whole piece is actually the second of uh, a trilogy which Respighi wrote of tone poems based on the city of Rome. And the other two pieces being called Fountains of Rome and Roman Festivals. Uh, this fourth and final movement, it sort of recalls the past glories of the Roman Empire in a representation of dawn on the great military road leading into Rome. This final movement, which is a brass player's dream, by the way, it has all sorts of offstage brass as well as onstage brass. It's marvellous play. <clears throat> Quite often brass bands are brought in to perform with an orchestra for this particular finale. finale. And uh, the final movement portrays the pine trees along the Appian Way in the misty dawn as a triumphant legion advances along the road in the brilliance of the newly rising sun. And Respighi sort of, he wanted the ground to tremble under the footsteps of his army and he instructs the organ <laughs> to play very, very bottom, bottom, eight foot, six foot and 32 foot organ pedals. It's, it's marvellous. If you ever get a chance to hear this piece live, I thoroughly recommend it. So here's the fourth movement from Pines of Rome by Respighi, and this is played by the London Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Carlo Rizzi.
It's just fabulous. I'm telling you, it's a fun th- thing to conduct. It's a fun thing to play. It's just wonderful. I hope you enjoy that. I should have rem- I should have uh, told you it starts very, very quietly. I hope you didn't turn the radio off. I hope you managed to hear that. Um, I'll play some more Respighi down the line. That was the fourth movement of The Pines of Rome by Respighi, and it was played for us by the London Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Carlo Rizzi. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, unfortunately. I really appreciate the fact that you've joined me to have had a listen today. Hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. I uh, hope you can join me the same time next week here in the listening room on OR FM Radio. Bye for now. The School of Performing Arts is the creative heart of Otago University. We pursue our passions as performers, actors, composers, songwriters, directors, music producers and dancers. Studying music, theatre or dance enriches any student's experience and opens the door to lifelong enjoyment. If you want to learn how to express yourself and communicate with others, work in a team, solve problems and think creatively, then come study with us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.